We are standing today in the Thursday of Parshas Mishpatim, Tavshin Peidalid. As we speak today, there are two major wars going on in the world. You have the war, Russia invaded Ukraine. This is going on for over almost two years. And we have a war in Eretz Yisrael between the forces of Kedusha and Toiv and Ra, evil. But there's less Mandapalik, there is nobody that's arguing that there are two major wars going on today in the world. I cannot tell you how many people this week have reached out and they've asked a very simple question and that's really what I want to address today. How do you square the wars that are going on in the world with the Sikha that the Rebbe spoke, Mishpatim Tov Shinum Beis. Now I've come to realize that before I answer the question, you first have to explain what is the Sikha of Mishpatim Tov Shinum Beis, that to have the aside of the question. In other words, we take for granted that people know certain things, and it's important to first set the stage and understand the Yisoyed Adovar. I had an interesting conversation this week with an author. There's a Lubavitch author that put out a book, a Sefer, a book. And the name of the book is Agudas Yisrael and Chabad. Researching the relationship of Rabbi Seinu Nesienu with Agudas Yisrael. So he starts off, if you open up the first beginning pages of the book, with the statement that the Rebbe Rashab was involved in the Isiastus of Agudas Yisrael, and very shortly afterwards, Rebbe Rashab with Rebbe Chaim Brisker, they left Agudas Yisrael. This is the fact. So I emailed him, I said, it's very nice that you wrote that. It would probably be even better if you started off your book explaining what is Agudas Yisrael. You know, the, the people may want to know what it is before we know that the Rebbe Rashab left it. Maybe we should first, few pages of the book should be, what is Agudas Yisrael? How did it start? Then we can discuss if the Rabbeim left, didn't leave, why they left. But sometimes we take certain things for granted. Of course, everybody knows. Now the Shaila is how to deal with Mishpatim Tav Beis and the wars. But what is Mishpatim Tav Beis? What does it have to do with the wars? So Tav Dalid is actually very, very uniquely connected to the Sikh of Mishpatim Tov Shinun Beis. Why? Because in the Olam Yeshivas in Chabad, the Yeshivas are learning Baba Basra. And Baba Basra was also the Mesechta that was being learned in Tov Shinun Beis. Now, Bochem in 770 in Tov Shinun Beis had a Gewaldic idea. They were hearing from the Rebbe every single week and we have to start living with Moshiach, Lichyos and Moshiach, learning about Moshiach. Imagine living with Moshiach, and you're, every day you open up the Gemara, and you hear about Shutfim, that they want to make a chiluka, they're dividing and they're arguing. You feel like you've re-entered Golos in a major, major way. So here we are, Bochim, trying to live with Moshiach. They're trying to understand Moshiach. And they're learning in Yonim of Golos. So they came up with this Moedidic idea that they're going to ask Anhala to change the Mesechta. Instead of learning a Golos Mesechta, 
Let's learn a Gula Masechta. I don't know, Zvachim, and not whatever, Karbanis. I've been learning Baba Basra. <coughs> and then Holler gave this to the Rebbe, this idea that the Bachrim brought up. And a large part of the Fabrengen, the Rebbe was addressing how the whole goal is to find Gula in Baba Basra. That's why if you see the Fabrengen of Mishpat and Tav Shunem Beis, the Rebbe is saying, why are you saying that Shutvim that want to divide the Chatzers means there's a Machlaikis. Maybe because they want to live B'Shalim, and the only way they can live B'Shalim is if they're dividing. In other words, see the Gula that's in Baba Basra. And the Rebbe quotes, there are many sugyas of Gula Moshiach, Lev and other in Yonim, there are Davke in Gemara Baba Basra. G'dayla Tztoka Shemekareves HaGula is Davke in Baba Basra. In other words, the idea of Limud Gulu Mashiach is not to ignore all the parts of Torah, but to see the Gulu Mashiach in every single part of Torah. That was one part of the Fabrengen. But the central part of the Fabrengen was a really a Mashiach perspective on current events. What had happened, it's very important that we understand what happened. And a little bit the history. And that is that Russia and America were allies, which means that they were officially chaveidim in fighting the Nazis, Yemach Shemam, in World War II. After World War II, there was a major, major asifa. Because now you had, for example, the country of Germany, which was now conquered, or different territories. And there were the allies that America, England, Russia. So they divided up different parts. Like you had even in Berlin, you had East Berlin, West Berlin. Things got chopped up and divided. And so now we were officially friends with Russia. Even though the Kishmam, Kainu, they were tremendous Rashoyim, killed millions of Eden too. Like we shouldn't make them to be such great tzaddikim, as we all know. But, officially, America was friends. But then what happened is, they started what they called a Cold War. What happened was that there became a lot of uh, spying one on the other. Everyone was trying to develop nuclear weapons. Who's going to go to the moon first? There was like a lot going on between the two countries. There was always spies being caught and kicked out. And it was a whole, everyone was a double agent. It was like a a very, very serious thing. But the main thing is that what happened was there became two blocks. America started a moiset called NATO, which is the National Alliance. They got a bunch of countries together, Canada, America, other things. They, they're kilo protecting each other. Now Russia decided that they're going to do the same thing. So in 1955... Russia created what they called the Warsaw Convention, the Bris, the Treaty of Varshan, Tavshin Tezvov, uh, which basically Russia, which was the Soviet Union, was a bunch of countries together, but they reached out to a bunch of other countries, Poland and other countries, that they're going to create their own alliance. So it was like you had NATO, which was one group, and, this was, and these two alliances, basically, you fought with one, you fought with all. So, but no one was really fighting. Each one was building on each other. 
These were the main blocks. And because Russia had this chavershaft with all these other countries, think Hungary, Varsha, others, so that gave strength to the Soviet Union, which the Soviet Union itself was a group of countries together. And that was communist, and that was anti-Yiddishkeit, and all those things. For Yiddin, the, the Soviet Iron Curtain was a terrible gzera. and But everyone thought that Azayvet is blibin lo'ilam void. The Rebbe told us, our Rebbe told us, that after Tavshim Emches, after the Istalkos of Rebbe Tzimchayimushka, the world reached a tkufa, entering a new tkufa. Now a lot of people ask, where do we see a change, Tavkin, Tavshim Emches? Okay, we could say, Mumailo, new tkufa. There was the, do you actually see a change, Lemata, from the new tkufa? And the answer is yes. If you go to history, it's all recorded, documented. Mamish, a few weeks after the Istalkos of Rebbe Chaim Mushka, there started being a uprising in a lot of these countries that were officially part of the Warsaw Convention. That they they said, wait, why are we with Russia? We want our own. Uh, we want to break out of this thing. And first Poland did, and over the next couple Mamish from then on. Besides Russia breaking apart, first what broke apart were a bunch of these countries that had a treaty with Russia. They all broke out. And then, and then, eventually, the Iron Curtain, the Soviet Union itself, Gishpolten, it also um, fell apart. So that was the... But Mamish started, Mamish started right after Chav Peishvat, Kipshutei Mamish. The effect in the world was immediate. The effect in the world was very, very obvious. So now, part of this Cold War was the imat when everyone amassed, when I'm talking about thousands of nuclear weapons. Now you have to understand, nuclear weapons was used once in World War II, America bombed Japan with two uh, nuclear bombs, which the nuclear bombs of then is like Efes Katseyu Veshemetz Mineyu of the nuclear power of today, the bombs. And even then, we're talking about thousands and thousands and thousands, like flattened, like just, just ceased to exist. The nuclear bomb comes, the city, you know, just Hiroshima, Nagasaki, they just don't exist anymore. It's over Finito, dead, flat. We're talking about that. We're talking about worrying about, you know, civilian casualties. We're talking about thousands and thousands and hundreds, you know. It's like finito, finished. But by the time the war was over, you're talking about an amassment of thousands of nuclear weapons. Now, it's stam gehakt. Everyone had to have more because the other country is having more. And what's the world going to do with all these nuclear weapons? How many times can you blow up the world? And what's the point of all this money being invested in all this stuff? It just doesn't make sense. Just to give you an idea, between Russia and America, there were 77,000 nuclear warheads. I mean, we're talking about like the world being blown up in like a billion times. It like, doesn't make any sense. So what happened? 
What happened was, finally, America and Russia, they were the two biggest competitors. No one's going to say, we're going to get less, only if you get less. But they both realized that it's a waste of money, time, effort, and that's not the direction the world is going. So, therefore, they came to an agreement in Mishpatim, Tavshin Nunbeis. This was the famous Erev Shabbos, and there's actually a very Gishmaka video. I think they played here last year, showing the Sikhs and the events that took place in the world. <coughs> you saw it last night? Okay. So the Poyo Mamish, it went down to 12,000 nuclear warheads. The Poyo are talking about a diminishing of thousands and thousands and thousands, and all the effort and Koyach to going into agricultural things. While this was going on, that was the way the world understood it. The Rebbe spoke by Fabrengen, and the Rebbe said, it's not what you think it is. It's not Stam, countries got together. We are, and the Rebbe said, it's not, there is a Nevuah. The Nevuah says that when Mashiach, right, by the times of Mashiach, Veshavat ben Mashiach will judge between the nations, and that's going to lead to peace amongst the nations, and Mechitsu chavoysam li'itim, they're going to take their swords and put into plowshares. And the Rebbe used a very, very important Lushan. I want to explain to you what that Lushan is. Where the Rebbe says, <coughs> that we are already seeing me'ein v'ascholas pulosei shemelech ha-mashiach ala'amim. It's not Stam happening. This is the activities of Melech HaMoshiach. And that's it. So this is like the Haschalas Kiyom This is like the beginning of fulfillment of this yield. Now when you learn the Sikha, that's the background. So the Shaila is, so seemingly, from when you learn the Sikha, so A, there should be no more wars in the world. We're going we're seeing Moshiach's pool in the world. And, uh, and yet, we look around, and there's kama v'kama mulchamais. How do we understand the... How do we understand the sicha in comparison to the mitzvahs on the ground? just want to take a few minutes to talk about today. It's very important that we understand this. So, I want to, first and foremost... A lot of times we hear the same word, war, and we put them in the same line, in the same department. No one should ever emotionally, verbally, mentally ever compare the war that's going on in Eretz Yisrael to a war that's going on, for example, in Russia and Ukraine. They both sound the same. You have a war. But one is a milchama of birur hara, which is almost a direct necessity of Moshiach. In other words, that we have to get rid of evil. Timcha zeicher amalek. Actually, if we want Moshiach to come, when we want Moshiach to come, not only is this not a stira to vechitzu chavaisam leitim, if you want to make the world ready for shalom, this is a necessary inyan to get rid of these rishoyim, ratzchonim, amalek, so therefore, in other words, it may sound the same, war, war, but no one should even entertain the thought 
that the war in Eretz Yisrael has any stira to because they're talking about a bunch of terrorists that are doing terror. It's not a decision of a country and the whole Nechama of Yishmol is a whole different avoida. And getting rid of this klipa is a chelek v'talich and it's the process of cleaning the world from Mashiach. So that's not even a shaila. How do you have the war against Hamas? And the Rebbe said there's the world getting ready for Sholem. This is a necessary Indian. The real shaila is how do you understand what's going the Russia war? Chayda, you have a country, two peaceful countries. You have Ukraine, which was a country, independent country. Russia is a neighboring country. They're not fighting with each other. the manig decides he's going to uh, invade. So uh, didn't the Rebbe say that there's no wars? Now it's also, so this, there's a few very important Nikudas over here. It's always important to know, I got an email this week from a lady. The lady tells me, Rabbi, what do I tell my friends when they ask? I tell them that Rebbe is a Navi. I told them the Rebbe said a nevuah that no one's going to die in the Gulf War in Eretz Yisrael, and and it's documented that there's one or two people that die directly connected to the Scud missiles. So I responded with a very simple question: Where did the Rebbe say nobody is going to die in Eretz Yisrael in the Scud War? Where, where were those words ever said? I mean, we don't even know if they were documented, if it's a true document. Did the Rebbe say that? You know, when the Rebbe spoke about that Eretz Yisrael is the safest place, the Chassidim put out a moidah to all the newspapers that the Lubavitch Rebbe said that Scuds will not fall in Israel. Why? How could it be safe and Scuds falling? So they understood that to mean that Scuds won't fall. There's not going to be scuds. I've never said that. The scuds came, there were nisim gluyim, but everyone said, the Rebbe said no scuds, and scuds fell. The Rebbe never said no scuds. The Rebbe said it's the safest place not to run away, and there are nisim gluyim. There's no shyla. In other words, when you understand what the Rebbe said, and yes, some people got injured, it could even be that someone passed away from the injuries. I'm not going to even say not. But if you're talking about people passing away in every country and what Eretz Yisrael went through and it was Pashit Nisim Geluyim the Nisim of Moshiach Pashit Nisim Geluyim so you always have to understand what the Rebbe said before you get all worked up so did the Rebbe say there's not going to be any wars anymore did the Rebbe say from Tavshin and Beis there's not going to be any wars A. did the Rebbe say that B. What is the uh, main nekuda of the sikha? So I want to go backwards. And that is, by first explaining, and make sure we understand, that even with the current war, Russia and America are keeping to the Bittel Klineshek. There's no use of, of, uh, of nuclear. And they're keeping to the fact that we're not expanding. They're keeping to the minimized. That treaty is chayvekayim. That uh, you know, there's no use this idea. In addition, 
in addition, and this is extremely, extremely important, that the, the Rebbe says in the Sicha, especially look in Oiz Vav, where the Rebbe speaks and the Rebbe says, We are seeing the more and more the desire to finish wars in the world and the beginning of a tkufa chadosh of kiyom oilam al These words are very important. Even with Russia's invasion, first of all, they had to be matzikit that they're going to get rid of, they're bringing peace, they're getting rid of uh, Nazis and uh, biolabs, they had to create this excuse to, uh, to bring Shalim. But not just that, the whole world's reaction is stronger and stronger that we don't fight wars. This idea that war is accepted and that used to be that war was respected. Countries were powerful, they conquered other countries. That has completely, completely changed in the whole world. More and more and more, Fakert, whatever you feel about the whole war in Ukraine, the political part, the backlash of the entire world, even amongst the citizens of Russia itself, and there's many, yes, there's leadership, but there, the general feeling is nobody wants war. Nobody, think about that tremendous, the Rebbe says we're reaching a point where the she'ifa ligmar ulesiyum tkufas mochames ba'olam. No longer is war respected. I'll go even on a protistic level. Since Tavshinom Beis, even individual wars used to be in the classroom, the bully, someone that was a pusher, wars, made wars, was respected. More and more and more, every year, more and more and more, anti-bullying, these things becoming official laws and things, that's Bechlau, even protheistic wars are not even respected anymore. It's like disgusting. It's, it's nimas. The idea that you use strength to just because you could, you're stronger, therefore you could do it, is unaccepted on a small level, on an individual level, it's not respected, and for sure on a world level. Rebbe never said that we're going to reach a point there's not going to be any war in the world. First of all, the Bitul Klineshek is in full force, that they're being mekabal upon themselves not to use it, and they're holding, no one's advancing Klineshek anymore in this way, in other words, the civilized world in America, etc. And more than that, the, the pushback and the self-righteous, everybody feels that war is unacceptable, is getting stronger and stronger by the, by the day, for sure by the year. And the mindset, you know, I always say that, um, you know, there's uh, words that people say, and there's obviously you know, the, the deeper meaning. Even the fact that there are people, they obviously are misguided and they don't know the information, but they're screaming for a ceasefire in the, in the 
a lot of them, they don't know the story. They just see people dying, they can't handle. Yeah, that's the cost of war. There's unfortunately terrorist attacked. But the musik, that the world is disgusted by war, and the she'ifa is getting stronger and stronger, that's what the Rebbe is saying. That's the Lushen. Nikeres ha-she'ifa legmar l'siyem t'kufas ha-mochames and that, not only is it not getting weaker with time, is only getting stronger and stronger.